everybody, and welcome into the Loose Change Podcast, Counting Yards Edition. We got a few guys giving their two cents on everything football this episode. This is the first episode of our football podcast. This is your host, Tyler Two Cents. Um, a little bit about me for those just learning. I'm an Eagles fan, so it's nice to see my favorite team have a championship in the last 50 years, unlike my hockey team. I'm excited to watch the rise of the Eagles and the downfall of the Cowboys this year. That's what we're going to be talking about a little bit throughout the year. My favorite player, obviously Jalen Hurts, and I am confident that he's a franchise quarterback this year. I'll give my opinions on that throughout the year. He is the new Lamar. Kyle is joining me. Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm uh, excited to be here and uh, excited to talk about some football. I know you're a Ravens um, fan. Did you play any football? I am. So I am a Ravens fan. Um, I did play uh, quite a bit of football, did about uh, six years of football, um, played some middle linebacker, a little bit of defensive line, um, previous defensive player of the year and an MVP. So kind of a big deal. Depending oh, okay. how you want to look at it. All righty. Um, but yeah, I, I've been a Ravens fan since about 2010. So it uh, wasn't too long until we uh, won a Super Bowl after that. So that was pretty exciting on the backs of uh, two of my favorite players, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. And um, yeah, uh, hot take for the year. Patriots are the worst team in their division. I would love that because isn't it the best when the Patriots are the worst? Absolutely. It doesn't I think happen that often. the Patriots have... No, it really doesn't. Um, I think that the Patriots have done the least out of that whole division to just improve their football team. They were an okay team last year. They're uh, eight and nine. Is that right? Something like uh, that. I think that sounds about right. Yeah, but I mean, they they haven't really done much to improve. They traded away one of the top right guards in Shaq Mason um they're realistically only big offensive addition you have Devonte parker so and i mean yeah. they've just realistically haven't really taken too many steps forward matt patricia is your play caller i don't know how confident you feel about that given his history <laughs> so um yeah i'm definitely more excited for all three other teams in that division to kind of put it together the jets have a lot of uh, young exciting talent the uh the dolphins have made a ton of really good and exciting moves upgrade that offensive line obviously the trade for Tyreek Hill is huge in uh so Tua's development and uh and then you've got the Bills which are just a powerhouse so yeah I mean we'll get into the division picks a little bit later well I I have the Bills for as a little teaser on today's episode we're going to be talking a little bit about preseason hype some of the players that got hyped do they deserve it or not we will be getting into the division picks, like I said, given our two cents on who will be winning. If we have any hot takes throughout it, we'll be giving you that. We do have a fantasy segment. Fantasy football is something that kind of got me into football. Kyle, you love fantasy. I know that you're in a few leagues. So I'm excited to give our boobs and busts throughout the year. Oh, I love fantasy football. I live, breathe, and sleep it. How many leagues are you in this year? six i think holy moly i'm in three and that feels like a lot <laughs> yeah i think three is ideal um <laughs> i've got two two dynasty leagues which obviously you just ride those out every single year a couple of home leagues redraft leagues and then uh, this is the first year i've ever done a best ball league which was uh, very interesting 
drafting style. Uh, only bet. a six-team league, so team's <laughs> looking pretty solid there. I bet. I'm excited <laughs> to get into the fantasy booms and busts. I don't want to start there, though. I want to start with the preseason hype. So, Kyle, let's start with the preseason hype. Yeah. And let's talk about the player that yeah. has really garnered most of the attention, and that is Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans running back for those that don't know drafted in the fourth round this year, Marlon Mack, who's yeah. supposed to be their starter sent to the practice squad. Even though for me, Kyle, I wasn't that impressed with Pierce in the preseason. Were you? Uh, I won't say that I'm super impressed by Pierce. He's definitely gotten way more hype than I think he should have. Um, yeah. He's one of the guys that I look at his collegiate numbers uh, he only had two years where he had over 100 carries. In 2020, he had 106 carries for 503 yards and four touchdowns, which doesn't really pop off the page. Yeah, it's nothing crazy in year, college, eh? No, nothing crazy at all. Uh, he returned for his senior year, 100 carries for 574. He did have 13 touchdowns, which... Is obviously fantastic, but yeah. it's one of those things where you can never really predict touchdowns and all that sure. great stuff. We're talking about a guy that he wasn't an early declare out of college. Um, he's been relatively efficient with his touches. He's averaged, uh, I believe it was 4.7 yards per carry in his senior year. and um, But he only ranked nine ninth in yards per carry in the sec so um prospect scores 6.19 which ranks as like a okay backup with starter potential um and the reality really? is he's playing on a bottom yeah i mean he just he's not anything crazy coming out of college as a prospect he's playing on a bottom 10 offense in the league behind a pretty suspect offensive line um he did look pretty good in preseason and the fact that he's already been announced as the starter in Houston gives sure. me a little bit of confidence. I just think the hype is way too out of hand. Like I I've seen people drafting him in like the fifth round of redraft or like trading first round round of picks uh, for him in dynasty. And he's not worth that in my eyes. This is a just a little teaser for those tuning into the football podcast. This is going to be a fantasy based podcast for a lot of it. Cause me and Kyle love the fantasy and a lot of these Football players um, and football listeners are all about the fantasy. So my thing on Pierce and fantasy, he is not the RB29 as he's getting drafted right now. RB25 to 29 is where you're seeing him in redrafts. I don't think that's where I would put him. He's, like you said, behind a really suspect offensive line and a top, a bottom 10 offense in the league. I don't think he's going to be a top 30 running back. There's 32 teams in the league. You're going to tell me he's going to be one of the best there. I just, I, I have a hard time seeing that happen. Yeah. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of mix and matching with backs. Like Rex Burkhead is still in the mix. Yeah. He's not going to be an every down guy, but he's someone that's definitely going to steal passing down work. Yeah. Um, he's good in pass protection. So he's going to be on the field when the Texans are behind in 99% of their games. And yeah, I just, I like Pierce as a prospect. If you could get him in like, you know, the late second, early third round of your dynasty rookie drafts, if you haven't had them already, he's definitely worth stashing. But outside of that, I'm not going and trading my future first rounder for him. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to get too much into the Texans because it is the Texans. So let's move over to a team that's a bit more fun to talk about. And that is the Green Bay Packers. There's a lot of preseason hype with the wide receivers, rightfully so, because Adams is gone. And there goes, what, 25%, 28% of the target share, maybe more. Like, there's some targets out there for these young receivers and Lazard, Delbs, Watson. Is there anyone standing out to you in the preseason, Kyle? Uh, it's it's hard to really just nail, nail it down to one guy. I mean, you have Adams leave who had 169 targets last year, which is that many. Eh? Did that lead the um, league or something? My God, 170 <laughs> targets. It, it must have been pretty close. Must so, I mean, you have 169 targets that get freed up. I do think Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon eat into those a little bit. Yeah, but you still have. You still have to have a, a wide receiver on the field catching passes. Like, there's no way you just check it down to your running back all the time, especially um, with A Rod. Lazard has that. Well, exactly. Like A Rod likes to air it out. Uh, he's shown that before, and he's realistically turned some of these undrafted late round rookie wide receivers into just absolute studs. You look at like the Jordy Nelsons and Randall Cobbs of the True. Green Bay world. Yeah, Jordy um, Nelson was not a high. I think. Pick. Le- no. Uh, not at all. So I think Lazard has the safest opportunity out of all of them. He's going to be in like their one wide receiver sets and stuff, I would assume. Um, but a guy that I'm really excited about is Dubes for sure. Um, he comes out of college. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's He's got good size and speed. Um, he averaged about 100 receiving yards and a touchdown per game in his senior year. Is that um, good? He finished with, uh, yeah, so he finished with uh 11 games played 1109 yards and 11 tds in his junior year he only played nine games but had a thousand yards and nine um so he's consistently averaged like 100 yards receiving and a touchdown per game he was also used in the kick and punt return game um and i mean he's he's shown that he can now do it in the nfl as well like he's looked good in preseason he's looked mm-hmm. good in camp um there's obviously some kinks to work out um but there's Lots of videos out there, him scorching like Jer Alexander, who's shown he can be a top five yeah. corner in this league. So he's definitely a guy that I'm stashing away, not someone I would be plugging into my starting lineup until we get a little bit of clarity on this uh, receiving core. But definitely a guy that if the cost was right, I would I would have him stashed away on my team. Well, let me ask you this, Kyle. Uh, we haven't prepared this, but off the top of your head, Alan Lazard's over under receiving yards listed on betting sites is 760 yards. Would you take the over or the under on Alan Lazard's receiving yards at 760? I, I would smash the over on that. You like that, eh? Me too. Because even an yeah, 850 like, yards would hit it, right? And I think that's pretty much where I put him at 900 yards or so. Like you're talking about a 17 game season now mm-hmm. with a back-to-back MVP at quarterback mm-hmm. that's easily going to pass for 4,000 yards. Like if he, if Rogers plays every single game, he's passing for 4,000 yards. It would, have, it would take 4, injury yards going and to. not to get that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, like there's definitely a case to be made that Dubes and even Watson see the field, obviously. Uh, they invested high capital in Watson. Dubes has flashed. But even if Lazard Finnick goes down to third on the depth chart, he's still out there making plays you know yeah i mean he made him last year he made way more than mvs did and they said bye to him yards they have last year 
Lazard um, over 500 for sure, which is, you know, if you take away Adams, he could definitely get to 800. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on from the Green Bay receivers over to Isaiah Likely, a rookie tight end. How do you like him, Kyle? I know that you've had your eyes on him being a Ravens fan. I love Likely. I He's like got a hell him. of a name. Um, I want to buy a jersey. Oh, kinda. absolutely. The puns are just next level, so <laughs> he already gets a one-up on that. Um, yeah, this is a guy that, I mean, I really liked coming out of college. Uh, he's shown some weaknesses throughout the preseason, but also a lot of strengths. Um, some of his strengths are just his ability to stem routes and then kind of cut the other way, create space. Um, he made a ton of big plays in college. He had five career touchdowns in college of 50-plus yards. So he's Damn. a big play guy. Yeah. A tight end. Um, and he's already shown in the preseason and in camp that he's hard to cover. Uh, you can't just put your average Joe linebacker on him. Um, his In his first three years, he averaged five touchdowns a year. Uh, and then in his final year, he popped off for 13 touchdowns, really had that like red zone prowess. Um, he is someone that I'm curious to see how the Ravens use. Cause um, you know, I hate Greg Roman. Yeah, um, he just there'll be a lot of two tight end stats, a lot of two tight end uh, stacks and sets with the Ravens for sure. You'll be seeing yeah, Andrews so and my, Likely on the field together. Likely, my biggest thing is I I think you're going to see a lot of Boyle uh, over Likely just because he's a blocker and the Ravens are mm. super run heavy, uh, and that's definitely one of Likely's downsides. So yeah, I see him being utilized more as like a slot receiver. Um, or he could still see two tight end sets, but he's going to have to get better as a blocker if he wants to be on the field more. And that's where I see him really developing. And the reality is that most first year tight ends just aren't great. No one's ever really come out in their first year and done anything spectacular. Um, barring some of these like hall of fame guys. Yeah. So I think he's one of those guys that he's great to stash away on like a taxi squad or bench, uh, in case there is maybe an injury to Andrews or maybe for next year. Moving on to someone who has a first round pick at this position, you could see him on the field a lot. It's Kenny Pickett Steelers quarterback drafted in the first round, only quarterback this draft in the first round. Um, do we see Kenny Pickett taking over Trubisky's role early in the season? I mean, he looked very good in the preseason. He has some of the smallest hands in the league, but some of the nicest <laughs> hair too. Oh yeah. He's got uh, the give and take, right? I mean, you gotta give what you take. <laughs> yeah. Um, the small hands and the, the gloves definitely, uh, make a name for him yeah um i like what the steelers are doing uh which i hate to say as a division rival but know, the right? reality is throwing a yeah throwing a rookie quarterback into week one action in the nfl just typically doesn't go over very well and their offensive line is definitely one of the worst in the league um, and they've just gotten worse from last year so um mm. i like what they're doing giving picket time to learn uh, giving Trubisky a chance, see what he can do. And then eventually I think Pickett does take over probably sometime around their bye week 
Uh, I don't know when their bye week is though. So but like halfway through um, the season, you think it might, that's when you switch it over. Yeah. I think that it ultimately depends how well you're doing. Like, I mean, if Trubisky comes out and the Steelers go undefeated in the first half of the year, like they did in 2020. Right. Um, maybe, maybe you keep rolling with the, the hot hand there, but outside of that, like if they're sitting at like 0.500, you just, you, you switch it up and give your rookie some reps and see what you've got under the hood. As we've seen over the last few years, having a rookie quarterback as the backup seems to put a weird pressure and weird dynamic into the locker room and in the media. People be talking all the time of this one starter has a bad game. Do we go to the rookie backup? Happened with Hertz. It happened with Lance. It happened with Mac Jones. It happened with so many quarterbacks that at this point, I think it's almost inevitable that first round quarterbacks will become a starter at some point later on in the year, but I'm with you. I hope you ride Trubisky as long as you can. I also think it's important for rookie quarterbacks to kind of see what the NFL is like from the sidelines as a backup quarterback. Don't get thrust right into week one, unless you're, you know, Trevor Lawrence or something. Yeah. I mean, preseason football is one thing. Um, he looked good in the preseason, but, everyone knows that that's not full speed NFL football guys aren't hitting as hard. You don't have these next level out of this world athletes typically on the field. Um, Obviously there's, they're still athletic, but you don't have these like Bobby Wagner's crushing your ribs. No, it's preseason. Mariota led the league this year in passer rating in the preseason. Like it's just, you know, it doesn't matter. Oh, Mariota's coming for a job. I love Mariota though. <laughs> like not to make that a whole topic. I think he's going to do very well. And in fantasy and super flex leagues, if you wait and wait and wait on that second quarterback, Mariota as your second quarterback, I don't mind it. I really don't. That rushing upside. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. He's got the rushing upside. Uh, I think he's going to target Kyle Pitts a ton Drake uh, London's Drake there. London a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really curious to see what the Falcons' offense looks like. It's it's super interesting. But uh, yeah, Mariota. I've always been a fan. Uh, I think he just kind of got left for dead in Tennessee. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I mean Tannehill took his job from him, but he is, in my opinion, worth is worth this chance that he's given in Atlanta. We'll see how it goes. Moving on to. Fantasy busts and fantasy booms. Kyle and I doing a little discussions earlier, trying to figure out one player each, one player that is going to boom in your fantasy league. One player is going to bust. I know a lot of you guys have fantasy drafts coming up. Maybe already happened. Kyle, who is your, we'll start with the busts. Who is your fantasy bust this year? Who's a player you're staying away from in drafts at their ADP? So this is a guy that I realistically have no shares of. I refuse to draft him. Uh, It's Josh Jacobs. He's Mm. currently being drafted as the RB21 in PPR formats, um, which is a mid RB2. Yeah. Uh, You have a new offensive uh, coach or new head coach in McDaniels, who historically in New England always used a running back by committee approach and split carries so evenly, Yeah, uh, which as a coaching staff can be super successful, but for fantasy, you definitely don't want any of that. Um, they went out and drafted Zamir white. 
They kept Amir Abdullah out of the preseason, saying that he has been locked into a pass-catching role. Uh, so I think that RB2 is realistically Josh Jacobs' upside. Um, he's in a, a contract year, so there's a possibility that he comes out guns blazing, but only if he gets those touches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the reality is they added Devonte Adams as well. So you go pay Derek Carr $40 million a year and trade for one of the best wide receivers in football. Um, and now your passing offense includes Devonte Adams, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. You have Jacobs losing targets in the passing yeah. game, most likely some rushing yards and carries uh, in the running game. And I just, I don't see, an outcome where he finishes more than just a flex play. So if he falls to you like super late, sure. But as an RB 21, like he's going in like the fifth and sixth round and like, there's way too many wide receivers I'd target there. It's like, would you rather have Josh Jacobs or DK Metcalf? Right, exactly. (laughs) And that's the question you're being asked. And some people are picking Jacobs, which is wrong. Yeah. So that, yeah, he's a, he's a guy I'd stay away from. Absolutely. What about you, Tyler? Um, we didn't even get the chance to chat about your well. It's mostly booms for this your year. reason for Jacobs busting is the reason for my bust busting. He's in a backfield that's shared with a bunch of running backs. I don't know how he's going to do this year because he didn't do great last year. It's my favorite team's starting running back, Miles Sanders. I'm worried he's going to be a bust, Kyle, and I'll tell you why. He's shown flashes of brilliance, but the guy can't hold on to the ball. Pass catching is everything in PPR leagues, certainly, but in fantasy as a whole, as a running back, and he absolutely does not have that job. He's dropped. He's top three in drops as a running back over the last two years. He is top three in fumbles as a running back over the last three years. I just don't see him being trusted by the coaching staff enough to do anything fancy relevant not to mention they just brought in trey sermon from san francisco a third round pick last year they have kenneth gainwell and they have boston scott who might be the most underrated player in the entire nfl that guy averages 140 yards and two touchdowns when he plays the giants i which is the giants but still i love the eagles backfield and miles sanders is talented but as fantasy i'm staying away from him currently being drafted drafted as rb29 i have him closer to rb40 wow that low eh? so are you expecting like a running back by committee then or are you expecting that someone just beats out sanders for the job that's exactly it i expect a running back by committee sanders is a great blocker and i expect him to be first down a lot but you have a running quarterback in Jalen Hurts. You just brought in A.J. Brown, and they want to pass more. You have Kenneth Gainwell, Trey Sermon, and Boston Scott on the roster. Miles Sanders also didn't get his fifth-year option extended the same way Jacobs didn't. I just, there's a lot of similarities between those two. I could see them both busting. Yeah, I I definitely agree. It's uh, a backfield that you might take a shot on super late, but not someone that I'm investing high draft capital on when you could uh, go grab your DK Metcalfs and Allen Robinsons. Well, exactly that. Like Sanders is right next to Kareem Hunt's or Devonta Smith's. Who would you rather have in the Eagles offense, Devonta Smith or Miles Sanders? I know who I'm picking. Yeah, it's I'm not Sanders. Devonta Smith there all day. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the fantasy booms, Kyle. 
not worried about who's going to lose our leagues. Who's going to win our leagues for us? Who's a player that you want on your team? Who are you drafting a lot in your six leagues? Oh, I know you love this pick. Um, <laughs> gave you a little bit of despair, and I know I've received a few offers <laughs> from you for him. <laughs> um, but Jalen <laughs> Hurts is uh, my boom this year. He's a guy that I'm targeting in realistically every format that I possibly can get my hands on him. Um, there's a lot to be said about Jalen Hurts as a regular NFL quarterback, but as a fantasy quarterback, he's got the tools um and kind of the fantasy cheat code of all that rushing upside they go out and they get realistically a a top 10 wide receiver an aj brown um that you Mm. can tell he's already developed extremely good chemistry with he's now in an offense that i think sirianni started to learn towards the end of the year needed to be a little bit more balanced yeah i was looking at the numbers for um their year and so in the first seven games of the year, they passed the ball 34 and a half times per game on average. And in the remaining eight that Hertz played, they passed 23.75 times per game. So wow, um, almost an 11 pass per game drop off in the second half of the year, um, which... Of course, you're going to pass the ball more, use your quarterback more is going to lead to more fantasy points. But the reality of it is they had no running game in the early uh, part of the season, which led to very limited opportunities for RPO play action Mm -hmm. um, and just making the defense play honest. So I think that with a more balanced approach, realistically, one of the best uh, offensive lines in the league, we're going to see Jalen Hurts just let it fly to his new weapon. Devonte Smith should uh, take a step forward as a second year wide receiver. Um, and yeah, I, I think Hertz is easily a top five quarterback for me um, with quarterback one potential in fantasy. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Fantasy, I love that. Sure. And I think to your point, the AJ Brown acquisition was huge for the Eagles and for Hertz specifically in fantasy, because if you look at the route tree combination from last year, it's a lot of verticals and Devonta Smith playing any other route. Devonta Smith and Goddard ran routes and everyone else on the team did not. Having AJ Brown run a slant inside with Goddard running another route, it's, it doesn't sound hard, but that's what the Eagles were at last year. They didn't have more than one route getting ran every play besides verticals. So having AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Goddard, This is a more balanced offense that I'm really excited for with a healthy offensive line. I totally agree with you. I'm so mad that you picked Hertz one pick before me in the draft that we're in together. I still think about it every night as I'm laying down in bed. Man, what if I just traded one pick above and just snagged them instead? (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's... uh, I I definitely think uh, AJ Brown opens up that offense. Um, He makes the defense account for him versus having like Quez Watkins or Jalen Rager going deep. Thank you. You don't play it the same way. (laughs) I'm so glad Rager's not on the Eagles anymore. Oh my God. How about that trade? Good, Good on Howie for being able to offload him and not just offload him, but to get a fourth round pick is fantastic like that's more than the browns got for our paid for amari cooper yeah and a lot of people listening right now are being like whoa whoa whoa! isn't howie the guy that drafted rager for a first round over jefferson well the past is the past people 
and I'm glad that we could get anything for this guy. He sucks at yeah, football. We, we just don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. We like Howie Roseman now after the AJ Bound trade. We're back. Yeah, Howie's the guy. <laughs> um, so that's your fantasy boom, Jalen Hurts. I love it. My fantasy boom, Alvin Kamara. I'll tell you why, Ooh. Kyle. He is currently the 10th RB. So a top 10 RB still. Everyone knows he's up there. But for me, I don't understand why he's still not getting drafted as a top five running back. Because to me, he is a top five running back. According to Fanny Pros, he's going 10th. Last year, he was literally on pace to be a top five RB. And then he got hurt for three weeks. He finished as the RB8 despite that. Last year, he did that while getting eight men in the box against him 31% of the time. That ranked ninth in the league for all running backs. They were stacking the box against this guy. For comparison's sake, the year before in 2020 with Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, the whole team healthy, his eight-person plus in a box percentage, 11%. That's from 30% to 11%. That's a big drop-off. You're bringing back Thomas. You're bringing in Olave. Winston's healthy. So you won't have Hill taking all those snaps at quarterback, which is death for Kamara. This guy, for me, could easily be a top three RB. And if you get that, the back end of the second or early third round, that is a steal. You have to be looking at this guy. He has 68 touchdowns in five years. So even if he has an average year career-wise, you get 13 to 14 touchdowns and 1,300 to 1,400 total yards. Um, I'll take that. He is my steal of the draft at late in the second, early third. You're getting him at the same time. You could get A.J. Brown or Mike Evans. I think Kamara is a lot more valuable than those guys. Kamara is my boomer. I like it. I like the pick. Uh, Does the looming suspension scare you at all? What I've seen is that these reports are suggesting it will hopefully be not inflicted or applied until next year, the punishment that is. So I am trying my best not to be worried about it. I also have them in Dynasty, yeah. so fingers crossed. That is nothing crazy. I also have two Kamara shares in Dynasty leagues, so I have <laughs> done a fair bit of research on that. Um, but the reality is, for those of you guys listening... Uh, guys and girls, I should say. That's right, Kyle. Um, we have a 25% female the, audience, so watch out. Fantastic. So don't want to single anyone out. Um, but yeah, I mean, the reality is the court date's not scheduled till like September 29th. Uh, and that's the start of, start of court if it actually uh, starts on that date. Uh, for those of you that haven't been following it as closely, it's already been pushed back once. So to actually start on the 29th and then to go through all of the uh, court proceedings, it's going to be uh, realistically a civil suit. So you don't got to worry about Kamara going to jail or anything like that. <laughs> uh, and then following that, the NFL has to do their own investigation. So it's not something that I'm super concerned about. Uh, the only thing I did read that scared me a little bit was that Kamara, if the Saints are not contending, could opt to... Uh, basically take a plea deal, um, which would then uh, essentially uh, start a suspension pretty quickly. So if he does take a plea Mm. deal earlier in the year because the Saints don't have playoff chances and he doesn't want to miss the start of the following year, that's on the table. 
Um, but I think the Saints are a playoff contender, so I, I don't really see that happening personally. I think they're kind of underrated. Like, they have a good defense, and their offense seems to be underrated because of how bad it was last year. But it's completely different this year with Thomas Olave, Kamara, and Winston Healthy. Yeah, just having Winston Healthy is huge. Like, he started off the year pretty hot. He wasn't um, bad. You have... Yeah, he was playing well. Um, I can't remember what it was. I think he only had, like, two or three interceptions in, like, mm-hmm. four or five games. Like, he was playing extremely well that way. Um, and realistically, like, his top wide receiver is, like, Marquez Callaway. So, you I now know. give him... Michael Thomas, who we mm-hmm. assume is healthy, he looks good in all the videos I've seen. Um, a really polished route runner in Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry. Uh, I forgot and then about you Landry. Also add Kamara to Gosh. that as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you've got a he's on a three totally different wide receivers. Um, you obviously have a Kamara who's just an absolute stud in the running game and in the passing game. Uh, I think it would take an awful lot to dismantle the Saints team. Um, I, th- I think that they have a, a good shot to at least make a, a wild card spot. I agree with you. And I don't think they're going to be winning the division or anything. And well, you know what? Let's start there. Let's go into our division picks, Kyle. And we can start with the NFC South because yeah. that's the division where it has Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota, and Tom Brady. So... You know what? It's going to be tough for the Saints to sneak out anything besides a wild card there. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious the Bucs are, are kind of locked in top of the division here. It would take an injury to Brady um, or a significant change to the wide receiving core. I know we've already seen some changes, but it does seem like Chris Godwin's going to be back pretty early in the year. Uh, Evans is obviously a great uh, wide receiver. Uh, and Leonard Fournette looked unstoppable towards the second half of the year when they just started feeding him the ball. Um, and their defense has just always been top tier. Like, I mean, you've got some pro bowlers just across the board and Levante David, Shaq Barrett. Like, mm. uh, I don't see any way the Bucks don't win this division, barring some sort of significant injury to one of those uh, key guys. Yeah. And to your point, they're minus 300. So it would take $300 to win 100 bucks just betting on them. So, yeah, they're our pick. We wouldn't recommend you betting on it, but they're our pick to win the division for sure. Maybe a little what parlay. What are the Saints action. to win the division out of curiosity? The Saints, let me pull it up. The Saints are plus 350, the second favorites behind the Buccaneers. So, That's you know not, what? Not, a lot better chance than the Panthers you and bet, Falcons. Uh, but <laughs> If you want to bet on a Brady injury, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. So we have the Bucks, both of us. Um, All right. Let's see if you have the same one as me. Eagles fan Tyler, the NFC East. Who is he picking, I wonder? We're going with the Eagles. Go Birds. So I'm also on the Eagles uh, bandwagon this year. Let's go, Um, Kyle. I... There's a lot of hype around the Cowboys for sure. Uh, And I think that it is realistically between those two. There's just no way the Giants or Redskins. Oh, sorry. I guess uh, the Washington Commanders. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) The Washington Commanders. I don't think either of those teams really make a push for a playoff spot in this division. Carson Um, Wentz ain't made no team to a division win. That's for sure. Not unless Nick Foles is backing him up. (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, I, I just think that the Eagles have shown a lot of growth. They've made all the right moves. If Sirianni can grow as a coach and uh, Hertz can grow as a quarterback, I, I really think that they run away with this division. I think that they finish with like 10 or 11 wins. So. Yeah, I mean, they finished as a wildcard team last year. They had a tremendous offseason adding Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis throughout the draft. I am so pumped for Jordan Davis. His him yeah. complimenting that defensive line. The Eagles have a top three defensive line in the league. I'll put him up there. Their O line, top oh, I, three, top five, too. Like, I like this team a lot. Yeah, games are won in the trenches. And I mean, the Eagles already had a really strong defensive line with Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. Mm -hmm. And now you go and add Jordan Davis to it. And you've got this like wall of men rotating through that are consistently fresh. And it's just not good for opposing offenses. Yeah. I mean, pair that with another hurts more like this is the team right here. Yeah. Another underrated signing was Hassan Reddick. I think like Mm. I I read a stat. uh, He's, I think fifth in sacks uh, since he uh, entered the league. He's just been so under the radar. Yeah. He's a great pass rusher. Uh, I think he really gives them that presence that, I mean, they had some okay pass rushers from like Derek Barnett, I guess, but sweat to go and you add a guy. Yeah. Sweat's been uh, pretty solid, but I mean, Hassan Reddick is going to be, a guy that I think has double digit sack potential on, on this defense. Wow. And he's just going to get free shots at the quarterback with <laughs> Cox and Davis, just eating up that um, offensive line. I mean, how do you defend Cox Davis and then Reddit coming down at you too? a good luck. That blitz yeah, exactly. is going to hit. I love that. We both like the Eagles they are plus plus one fifty for any gamblers out there. Moving on to the NFC West. I like the another team who has a really good defensive line, a really good defensive line, and a young running quarterback. My pick is not the Super Bowl champions, but it's the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. I love the Rams, Kyle. Don't get me wrong. I love them. They're a great team. I My only worries, possibly a Super Bowl hangover. A lack of depth behind the stars. We've seen it before. They don't really have a lot of depth because they're paying all their stars so much money. I think it's the way to go, but it's worrisome. You lose a couple to injury, just like your quarterback who's dealing with an elbow injury. And I could easily see the 49ers with a great offensive line, great defensive line, some amazing weapons and Debo, Kittle, need I go on. Add Lance, who I believe in as a running quarterback threat. Shanahan's who's a great coach. Plus 170, I'm going out there and I'm saying the 49ers finish better than the Rams. And they're for sure finishing better than the Cardinals. And that division's just the 49ers for me. How about you? Yeah, that's that's a pretty strong argument. I love the 49ers this year. I just think Lance is so much of an unknown that I had to go with the uh, easy pick in the Rams here. Um, I still believe that they have easily one of the top offenses in the league you take out robert woods and you add Allen robinson into the mix mm-hmm. you add a now i guess healthy cam Akers, uh who's yet to be seen what he can actually do coming off an achilles injury uh and then you go and add 
Bobby Wagner on the defensive side. Yeah, that's <laughs> like big. I mean, they they've made some big additions and they haven't really lost anything super significant. The biggest loss for them in my eyes is Andrew Whitworth at left tackle. Um, yeah, your blind big. side's now unprotected, and you've got an aging quarterback that's dealing with tendonitis in the elbow. And I don't even remember who the backup quarterback is for the Rams. Is it still? Um, it's the Wolf. John Wolford. That's yeah. right. Um, so yeah, he could easily take them to a Super Bowl. So yeah, I'm picking. I'm taking the Rams. <laughs> okay, I love it. For those who like Kyle's argument on the Rams, plus one thirty ain't a bad bet at all. I mean, you're over doubling your money if they do it. Believe in the Wolf. <laughs> Let's finish off the NFC. The Packers are my North pick. Can is there any argument against it? Like the Bears aren't doing it. The Lions surely won't. Can the Vikings do it? Do you see a world where that happens, or are you just all the way set on Packers? Uh, so I'm definitely taking the Packers here. Um, it's just one of those things where you just you don't ignore the easy pick. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings definitely have a path to do it. I love. Uh, what they've done with their coaching staff. I think we're going to see things really open up with how they utilize some of their playmakers between Justin Jefferson, um, mm. Dalvin Cook. You've got Jalen Rager now, so that's obviously <laughs> huge for them. That's huge for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just think that um, we're going to see a lot of their pieces moved around a little bit more than we have in the past, a little bit less ground and pound and a little bit more uh, utilization of some of their playmakers. KJ Osborne could take a, a big step forward in this offense. You've got Irv Smith Jr. healthy again. Um, I definitely see a path to them playing well, but their defensive side of the ball definitely lacks a little bit more specifically. And the like Packers the really got better like that. at defense. Yeah, outside of trading away the top wide receiver in the league, you've got they they realistically have gotten stronger on defense yeah so, for sure their defense um, got better just, just cutting kevin king i think made the <laughs> that's all it took better, so. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're both on the packers minus 200 not a great bet but maybe a parlay option moving on to the afc east who we were talking about a little bit earlier it'd be nice to see the patriots really suck and finish last that would be amazing. I would love to see them finish last in the division. But the top of the division for me is clearly the Bills. Don't think the Dolphins or Jets are knocking them off. The Patriots certainly won't. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, one of those really top-heavy divisions. I certainly see a possibility for the Dolphins making a push. Uh, very contingent on Mike McDaniels and Tua and how this offense is run. Yeah. But if Tua comes out swinging, like you had Tyreek Hill, Taron Armstead, um, they added some uh, pieces on their defense, Trey Flowers, Melvin Chase Ingram, Edmonds. that were just like, you've got, yeah, a whole new running back stable, which is somewhere that they really slacked last year. And then it realistically, really one of the top, secondaries in the league with Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, oh, so Javon Hollins, a second year safety. Um, if Jalen Phillips takes a step in the right direction. So I love the dolphins this year. I think that they could compete with the bills for the top playoff spot or uh, top spot in the division, but uh, bills ultimately take the cake for me here. There's just, you can't bet against uh, the man, Josh Allen. Yeah. I'm taking bills to finish with 12 wins. And I think the dolphins finish with 10. 
Yeah, I think that's probably about where I'd put him as well. Moving on to the AFC South, we got the Colts, the Titans, the Jags, and the Texans. I'm not taking the Jags. I'm not taking the Texans. And I really want to take the Colts, but I'm taking the Titans because Mike Vabril, Vabril, <laughs> Vrabel is the coach of the Tennessee Titans, and Derrick Henry is the running back for the Titans. And that's all I have to say about that. Yes, Taylor is on the Colts. And yes, the Colts have a great line. And new quarterback and Matt Ryan is awesome. The Titans have a core that's stayed together. Yes, they traded away A.J. Brown, but I like their rookie pick and Traylon Burks. I think Henry gets close to 2,000 yards again. I think he's slept on this year. People are worried about his injury. It's the king. He's back. And the Titans at plus 150, when I honestly, I think it is a toss-up between the Colts and Titans. I'll take the team that has the underdog. I'll take the non-favorites. I'll take my Tennessee Titans. And honestly, the, the division comes down to the Colts and Titans matchups, which are early in the season. They're matchups week four and week six. So we'll start oh, to wow. know how that goes pretty early on. Yeah, I... Um... I see a path for the Titans. I'm personally not on that bandwagon. I have no faith in Ryan Tannehill. I never really have. Uh, oh, really? So it's just a lot on Derrick Henry's back. Mm. Yeah, I, I love the Malik Willis pick. I hope that they pivot to him eventually. Um, but the fact that you've traded away A.J. Brown is pretty substantial. And, I mean, Derrick Henry is like 29 years old coming off a of foot injury. So he's a guy that I think – could still play at a high level for a couple of years, but you can't run him into the ground by any means. Uh, Robert Woods is coming off an ACL injury, so we don't really know what to expect from him. I just, I, I think the Colts take the cake here. They have improved at quarterback. Um, you, you replace Wentz with Matt Ryan, who's realistically a, a better decision maker, a better thrower of the football with a top offensive unit. Uh, top offensive line, I should say, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, behind that, you've got Michael Pittman. Just a lot of uh, exciting young players on the offensive side. Uh, Matt Ryan being the not young, <laughs> yeah, exciting right. player on that <laughs> offense. Um, and realistically, on the, the defensive side, some players to be excited about as well. So I, I think the Colts edge it out probably, probably about a game or so. I think it's close, but I think Colts take it. I think... You're right. It is going to be close. And I could see the Colts taking it again. I think it's it's decided in those matchups between them. If one of them sweeps that season series, we will see the division winner crown in week six. Moving on to the AFC North, which is a little juicy this year, probably less juicy now that Watson is not starting for the Browns, but the Steelers, the Browns, the Ravens and the Bengals. Kyle. Our Ravens fan, I'll let you start us off. Are you picking them? Oh, you, you know I'm going with my guys here. Uh, <laughs> 2022 is the Lamar revenge tour, everybody. Yes, he's sir. Out. Um, he's going to earn that uh, 250 mil fully guaranteed contract. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> that he's hopefully going to sign in the upcoming days. Please. Uh, I think between having Lamar back, like, the reality was the, the Ravens were one of the top teams in the conference before Lamar got hurt in like week 12 or week 13 last year. 
and he had a running back stable of Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, and Tyson Williams. You now have J.K. Dobbins, um, hopefully ready for week one. Uh, Gus Edwards, who should be back week five. And Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake, who aren't super exciting, but I think are an upgrade over even Latavius and Freeman. You've got... Uh, of course, your all-pro tight end and Mark Andrews. I, I, I'm really excited for Rashad Bateman this year. I think that he's going to take that jump. I think he's going to show he can be that wide receiver one on the team. And um, and the other huge thing that goes overlooked is our entire cornerback room was so hurt last year. When the Bengals just absolutely torched the Ravens, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, um, I believe Chuck Clark were also all out. Uh, like we were playing with like practice squad cornerbacks. Right. So you've now have Humphrey and Peters healthy, hopefully again for those matchups. You add Kyle Fuller in the slot. You've added Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton uh, into that safety room. Uh, and then realistically you have Mike McDaniels or um, Mike McDonald, sorry, um, now calling the plays for the defense, which I love. Uh, he, for those of you who don't know, was the uh, coach for uh, Michigan Wolverines last year, who had one of the top defenses in the um, nation. So he's a guy that has Baltimore Ravens roots. He went from the Ravens to Michigan and back to the Ravens. Uh, And I I personally wasn't a huge fan of uh, Wink Martindale's super blitz-heavy scheme. So uh, I'm excited to see what uh, some young blood in the defensive coordinator room is going to do for our defense. As exciting. I'm all the way on that wagon with you. Let's go Ravens plus 140. That's my bet. Lamar, like you said, falling out. It's his revenge tour. And I can't believe people are sleeping on your quarterback. He was the unanimous MVP in 2019. How are people forgetting that? What happened? I don't get it. He was injured a little bit last year. Like you said, the whole team was. This is his revenge for, tour, and I can't wait to see it. For those that didn't pay attention to like the per-game stats, before Lamar got hurt, he was on pace for 4,000 yards passing and 1,000 yards rushing before he got hurt. Like, Is We're that good or not? That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the... That's better than his MVP season, you know. It's just thank you. He's being overlooked. Uh, they've made a bunch of changes to their offensive line, which I think make a, a big improvement. Like Lamar, Lamar's winning us a Super Bowl this year, so I can't wait, man. I really hope that out it's the Eagles Ravens. Wouldn't that be something? The Loose Change Podcast oh, special. Be, we'd have to broadcast it live. <laughs> we would that'd be a lot, our first live podcast <laughs> moving on to the last division and you know what kyle we've been going for almost an hour here so we'll wrap up the podcast with this final thing the afc west probably the juiciest division and the division i'll be watching the most games out of this year i am so excited for every single time that those te- those teams will match up anyone in that division i am watching that game i'm tuning turning it on at one o'clock hour so pumped up Chiefs, we got the Wilson Broncos, we got the Herbert Chargers, we got the Raiders now with Adams and everything. Who's your pick in this loaded AFC West? I feel like I've been playing it pretty close to the vest for most of my picks. This is where I stepped out of my comfort zone a little bit, and I'm going uh, 
with Russ and the Broncos. Let's ride, wow, baby. Let's uh, ride. <laughs> let's ride. Uh, I love Russ. I think he's been held back in Seattle. He's definitely downgrading a little bit with his weapons, but he's now in an offensive scheme that is realistically playing to his strengths. Um, you still have two very good receivers in Sutton and Judy and very a second-year wide receiver in K.J. Hamler that was an early pick with great speed, uh, just had an unfortunate injury. Um, that, coupled with one of my favorite young running backs in Javante Williams, who's just going to run mm. people over. I was and considering him as fantasy great... boom, but I went with Kamara, but he could easily be yeah. my boom too. Easily could be a boom. He's got some amazing like prospect scores and athleticism scores. Um, and he's now playing in a much better offense than he was last year. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I've seen Russ cook way too many times in the fourth quarter <laughs> in games that you don't expect him to come back and win. And the other side of things is the chiefs lost Tyreek Hill. I think that them losing Tyreek Hill um, and having their top wide receivers as like Juju and Sky Moore makes that whole offense look a little bit worse. Yeah, um, totally. And, and the Chargers haven't gotten it done yet. That's just the reality of it. The Chargers look great on paper, but they haven't gotten it done yet. So I think the the experience wins out and Russ takes them, uh, takes them to the top of the division. Wow, I love that. And the Raiders, you're kind of thinking they finished last. They're probably not in the running for those top three spots with the other guys. I think the Raiders could finish top in almost any of the other divisions in this league, but just based on the number, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think they're playing six matchups, six of their yeah. uh, 17 games. They're going against the Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos. I'm projecting they'll take maybe two of those games home. So then you've got to win your other, you've probably got to win eight uh, or nine of your remaining 11 games. Like it's just, it's an uphill battle for them. Um, Yeah. But I mean, anything could happen. I I do still think the Raiders should not be overlooked. But you're going with the Broncos. I love it. I mean, their defense has always been good. It's underrated in this division. Defense might be what wins it because every offense is good. Exactly. I I think the Broncos defense gives them a bit of an edge. Uh, They're just a very balanced offense as well, whereas the Chiefs don't really have a running game. Um, Mm -hmm. The Chargers obviously have Eckler and lots of weapons, but again, we haven't really seen them put that together. Uh, we've seen them air it out a ton, but they haven't made the playoffs just, with Herbert yet. Right. So it, exactly. So, I mean, you're taking a team that hasn't made the playoffs a great on paper and they're all phenomenal for fantasy, but to beat out the, the chiefs Raiders and Broncos two times in the year, each it's similar circumstance. I think that the chargers just, uh, they'll still make a wild card spot, I think, but. Wow, I love it. I mean, that's a juicy pick, too, because they are not even the first or second favorites. They are the third favorites of plus 260. So that, that would be yeah, some a juicy little victory if you did place a bet on it. I'm going with the Chiefs. Payout on $100, folks. You're going with the Chiefs. Like you said, and I'm worried about it, losing Hill. I am worried about it because Tyreek Hill was – 28% of the offensive targets in that offense. He was also always open, which is nice to have, but 
I think somehow, some way this offseason, Mahomes has become underrated somehow. Like, no one's talking about it. Everyone's t- mentioning, oh, we lost Hill. The Chiefs offense can be worse. Yeah, they lost Hill. The Chiefs offense might be a little worse. I think they were the best offense in the league last year. And every single time that they stepped on the field, I was more scared of them than any other team. They still have Kelsey and they still have who I think could potentially be the best quarterback of all time in Patrick Mahomes. He hasn't proved that yet, but he very well could get there by the end of his career. Everyone's talking about these other teams. I'm talking about the Chiefs still. At plus 160, I like them led by one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation and of all time in Patrick Mahomes. I know they don't have Hill, but they have some other weapons and he's going to spread the ball out more. It's Andy Reid, Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs. I I love the Chiefs. I honestly loved the Chiefs draft. Um, they did an amazing job grabbing Trent McDuffie, George Karlaftis, Sky Moore. Mm. Um, I just think that it usually takes a bit of time for those guys to become immediate contributors, and those were some pretty big holes that they left themselves with. So I'm expecting a bounce back here from the Chiefs in 23. Um, but they're not beating out the Broncos this year. Wow. I love Let's it. Let's ride. Let's ride. That's probably the name <laughs> of the episode, actually. Let's ride. Uh, so oh, that pretty much does it for week one. I mean, we went to an hour. I didn't expect this to get there, so we're going to have to dump off some of the topics and save them for next week. Uh, next week, we'll be previewing week one. Uh, we'll be previewing our season picks, maybe some Super Bowl picks, some... Bets, maybe you never know a fantasy waiver wire pickup here and there. But thank you so much for checking out Loose Change Podcast, Counting Yards Edition, episode one of the football pod. Kyle, thanks so much for joining me, man. I had a blast. Thanks for having me, man. Take care. Take care, guys.